Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by the Wrestlers Podcast Network, episode 142 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Good morning, Saturday, on this frigid single digits Saturday morning here in New York. Um, Nick, you are in the office today. What's going on, man? Pulling double duty, huh? You got it. 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 In in times of need, in times of crisis, and in uh, times of freezing temperatures. (laughs) <laughs> you got to okay. step up. <laughs> Listen, I respect it, man. This is this is a dedication level that I never thought I'd ever see from you. Joey would be so oh. proud. He's probably smiling while he's feeding the babies. Are you right kidding now. me? He's sleeping right now. No, the no, baby's, the baby's down two. for a nap, and he goes down for a nap. You know what? It may be the morning nap time. It is ten twenty-one <laughs> on uh, on a Saturday morning. Tommy, bad news. You look rather comfortable, my oh, friend. What's going on behind you, huh? Got the brand new couch and the little uh, man cave here. So it's very nice. Yes, you know, we had first dibs at the Man Cave last week. It was very kind of you, Tommy, to host Nick and I for the Royal Rumble, which we'll get into momentarily. Nice to be able to hang out, see the beautiful basement. It's just so crazy to see, like, it all done up so nice. Now you got the couch down there, the big the big TV. You're doing big things, Tommy. I love to see it. Thank you. I'm, gl- I'm glad this fits, too, Tommy. Very, very yeah, very yeah. Cool. I, uh, <laughs> I made me nervous when I came. I told him, make it work. I told him. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, guys, uh, social medias, we got them. Want you to follow them. You can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at WrestleBuzz. You can download us anywhere you can download podcasts by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Um, and as a network, we have multiple shows with us. We have From the Top Rope Podcast with Gurge Brooms. Um, you can follow him on social media at From the Top Rope Podcast. And you can also follow him personally because he lives a pretty cool life. At I hate Gurge Brooms. I know, crazy. That's nice um, handle. I like that actually. It's a fantastic <laughs> handle. Great guy. And also Joe from Project Kayfabe, the man. You can follow him at Project underscore Kayfabe, um, or at Joe Bro three sixteen, um, where both podcasts are doing some great work. Um, Gurge, what he does is he breaks down the top ten stories in wrestling, and then he also is like a topic of the week. He also speaks about wrestler of the week, promo of the week, match of the week, and all those great things. Joe right now is doing the TNA Hulk Hogan run um, and anything else that is pertaining to current topics in today's wrestling. And we are the Wrestling Journal podcast. So we're going to try a little new format today. So let's see how this one kind of works out. Um, we ask you to do is please leave a five star rating or review on Apple and Spotify just because it helps with the algorithm when you search the WrestleBuzz podcast network. Sponsors, we'll start with the paper champion today. Fantasy wrestling done right. It is pretty much playoff time for the paper champion. Tommy and I are in a race with trying to catch Joseph. Tommy's a little bit closer in the race. If it was a foot race, I'd catch them both, but it's not. (laughs) Um, It's a fantasy race. And unfortunately, fantasy wise, I'm a little bit slower, but it's okay. Um, Still working hard. Uh, Tommy, I I don't think the numbers came out this week, but yeah, no, I think you are in the witch division right now. You are in the undisputed. Universal, yeah. I moved it Universal. To yeah. Tommy, yeah. I mean, love, love to see it. I know Joseph is still our tribal chief, which is crazy to ever think that. Like, 
Mind blowing. You know what, Tommy? I like that energy. I like that energy. Use that energy going into it and you will get and you'll catch him. Um, right now I'm in the United States paper division. I'm on the Austin theory of the podcast. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. You have the same ab setup as Austin Theory as well? No, 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 no. Not now. <laughs> not ever. But, um, I always tried, but definitely oh, not always now. Gotta not try. ever. Always will try. <laughs> um, but the Paper Champion Fantasy Wrestling done right. It's a great thing. Uh, Eric James from Paper Champion really crushes it. You can follow him at the Paper Champion on, uh, on social media um, to keep up with what's kind of going on. Nerd mm-hmm. Focus. It is that energy think drink to get your mind and your body and your soul right. Um, we love it here at the podcast, and we wanted to offer it to you guys. If you go to our link in our social media bio, use that link to shop Nerd Focus, buy two or more, get free shipping. Use the code ND20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Always, never expires that code. Nerd Focus, drink nerd with us. And last but not least, Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash WrestleBuzz, where the shirts support the brand. All right. Boys, we're going to do something a little bit different, okay? Uh, we're going to try to, you know, do little topics of little points. We can maybe clip them, put them out on, on the internet so people can listen to just not only the podcast, but the, our clipped conversations. Because sometimes you don't have 35, 45 minutes to, to listen to everything in one shot. But, hey, maybe it's a topic that you want to listen to and you want to hear us break it down. So the first topic that we're going to get into is the Royal Rumble. So it was the first Royal Rumble for Triple H, right, booking it. Both the men's and women's. Um, definitely an interesting Royal Rumble, to say the least. Um, this is kind of, you know, again, this is just a round robin open conversation. You know, the Royal Rumble. How, how did you guys feel? I mean, whoever wants to jump in, what do you think of? Let's start with the men's Royal Rumble. I think the winner was rather obvious. But how did, how did you like how it kind of portrayed and what would you want to kind of, you know, talk about with the Royal Rumble? Tommy, you want to go first, or yeah, are we, sure. are we um, get right into this? <laughs> I mean, it was good, you know. Definitely, I mean, like you said, we kind of knew who the winner was going to be, and everything. I was kind of not upset, but like I wish Cody would have not come in at thirty. But I guess you know they wanted to protect him, being he's coming back from injury, so he really didn't have you know that much to um to go against. But I mean, overall, it was fun, you know. Not that I was very surprised. Not that many surprises. I mean, Booker T was the only one that really you know was the only surprise. I don't think anyone else like came back and. uh in the rumble, but you know, it was, it was for his first rumble. I thought it was good. And just, um, you know, it's definitely the, the they say the road to WrestleMania is definitely fun now with trip, uh, with triple H leading the way. And now with Cody is, you know, saying on Roy's going to get, yeah, obviously he's going against Roman. So this whole thing's gonna be a lot of fun to see, but for his first rumble, I was, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. How about the women's Tommy? Oh, women. women's women's. I thought, I mean, it personally it helped me a lot because you know we did our little pool and I had re oh, rub it in time. Yeah, <laughs> so she won me she won me some money, so I loved it, but that was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, you know, as good as it was, number 30. I mean, I think we could have done without that, but I mean I was it the wrong Samoan? The wrong yeah, Samoan. Yeah, it was the wrong Samoan. The, the worst Samoan ever. Yeah. So <laughs> I it, can it, agree you know, to that. You know, he <laughs> went the rock and we got, you know, whatever. But you know, it's just Triple H's first misstep. So it, it is what it is. But other than that, I thought the whole women's rumble was cool. A lot of lot, that one had a lot of surprises, a lot of NXT pull-ups, which was cool. And the return of Chelsea Green was very which was very cool to see. I mean, even though she lasted literally three seconds in the match, it was pretty funny. Just, <laughs> it was, it was I, definitely was the better of the rumble matches, but but it was definitely a lot of fun. Awesome. Nick, I mean, 
We got to spend Royal Rumble together. I know you we love did. that. We did. It was first time you, in a long time. You sat right next to me. We shared meals. We shared I, th- I think you sat next to me, but that's all right. No, 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 no. You know how it is. You know how it is. <laughs> the Steve so, Wise is really clutch. They were fantastic. The food was great. The ambiance, the hosting. It was a great, great night. But, Nick, the Royal Rumble was the main event for us. Um, you know, I know you're – you know, you're – Sometimes, whether you love it or you hate it, there's never such thing as a middle ground with you. You're on one side or the other side. (laughs) So, Nick, take me through Royal Rumble for you, Triple H's first Rumble. Um, What did you think about the men's Royal Rumble? How how did that kind of come across to you? Uh, um, re- just real quick, though, I, I feel like, uh, you know, despite some of the mixed reviews out there, I thought the Rumble was was very strong all in all. Right. I think we got a lot of the desired results we were looking for. Um, we might have disagree with some how we got to that level in some of them. But I think overall, it set the message on the right trend going towards Mania and, and booking for the best possible outcome for ultimate payoffs. Um, I thought the men's rumble was uh, was good. I mean, the right guy won, obviously. Right. We all wanted Cody to win. I thought that was setting up a potential dream match at Mania. Um, I do agree with Tommy, and I'm sure you do as well, that um, Cody should not have been number 30. The only way he should have been number 30 is if he was an absolute surprise and we didn't know he was coming back. The fact that we knew he was a surprise, I felt like they should have put him a lot earlier in the match. And like, you know, he didn't have to be one, but I think he should have, you know, been in there to test the test a peck, you know what I mean? And show some longevity and, and some uh, some more gall, obviously, to uh, to finish off the rumble. But happy that the right guy won. Just wish it would have been a little bit more earned. That's all. That's fair. That's very, very fair. And how about the ladies, Nick? I know that obviously you're a big fan of uh, supporting the women in WWE. So did you support this Women's Royal Rumble? Absolutely. I thought the Women's Rumble was better than the Men's Rumble. Um, okay. You know, especially especially with the fact that, you know, with the Men's Rumble, I, I, I don't like the way they treat Brock in the Rumble. Um, I feel like, you know, he comes in and obviously he's a beast, but he shouldn't get dumped out within a couple of minutes. Right. You want your best guys making it to the end to give you a little bit more surprise and awe. Um, and I think the women's rumble pretty much did that, especially with Liv and, and Rhea going one and two and making it all to the end. Um, I thought that was well done. The finish I thought was incredible um, yeah, with both of them on the edge and, uh, you know, really g- gave you a belief that Liv could pull it off. And, but, you know, Rhea is just an absolute monster and, uh, you know, she's going to get her payback against Charlotte at WrestleMania. And I thought that rumble was significantly better than the men's. Fair enough. I respect that opinion. You know, what you know, being with you after the Rumble was just a, a great enough for is you know for me as it is. You know, being with fellow fans sometimes is like it's like great. So to kind of be with you guys and watch it was it was just a, a joy for me. You know, the men's Rumble. I have to agree with you guys. You know, I love the fact that first of all, Cody's coming back from a nine month injury in six months. Okay, that's first of all just a feat in itself. Unbelievable. Secondly, incredible. absolutely incredible. Uh, secondly, I, I'm with you guys. Like, if we knew he was coming, why? Why waste the number 30 spot on him, right? Why not give us the 30 spot that could potentially um, upset what we all kind of anticipated, which is was, was Cody winning, right? Why couldn't you give me someone at 30? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wait yes. a second. Maybe Sami Zayn could win this. But then at the same time, you don't want Cody to eliminate Sami Zayn you know, due to the fact of, you know, whatever the case is. And of course we didn't take, we didn't see what happened at the end of the show at that point. Right. So we didn't know what was going to play out, but I thought they could have maybe given us someone different at 30. Um, Brock at 30, right. Better. You could have put Brock at 30 and yeah, made Brock it be like, 30 wow, would this have guy's going to steal it again. You know, and then he gets right. eliminated. It's like an upset, you know, that that's actually a fantastic idea. Yeah, I think that would have worked out really well with storytelling. Um, Gunther solidified himself as oh, oh, yeah. main event player for sure yeah, absolutely right yeah he made his ball the guy <laughs> yeah. um i hope gunther holds on to the ic title to beat honky tonks record i don't know how far away he is from it i think he's actually within somewhat striking distance if i'm i feel like i heard commentary kind of allude to recently um gunther really really showed out disappointed not a single 
NXT person was in yeah, that rumble. Right. Not that a, a single shocking. A shocking. one. And we wasted the number 17 spot on Rey Mysterio, who, by the way, never came out. Yeah. So he's able if to you're drive going NASCAR to... races, though, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. He was able to drive NASCAR <laughs> races, but he was able to come out. So I kind of thought that was like a little bit kind of corny because like if we knew eventually once we get to Mania, it's going to be Dom and Ray. We knew it. But yeah. we didn't need to lose a Royal Rumble spot yeah. in order to kind of push that story storyline forward. Did not need to do that. You know, you could have had way. Dom have, have Dom be, you know throw Ray over, right? I, mean, I don't yeah, mind sure. Ray being in the match, but or you Ray just can't throw you Dom have over. a no entry yeah. at all. Not ex- not acceptable. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't like that. Um, but you know, biggest standouts to me was it, it was great to see uh, Sheamus and Drew be uh, looks like a, a really well formed team. You know, it's kind of cool to see that right now because yeah, absolutely. You no, know, Drew is out of the title picture. Sheamus out of the, the main title picture right now. So to kind of have them still relevant, doing teamwork is great. Um, Gunther, like we just said before, really, really stood out and I, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, such a respect for that guy. We thought Cody was going to win. Cody won. He was, I think the person who made the most sense to win from a storytelling standpoint. Um, listen, Booker T, we love him, but he's the last, that's the last time we're going to see Booker in a ring. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that's enough. And, and if Triple H said that that's, that was the biggest surprise that he had, you know, up his sleeve for the men's rumble, then you should have kept Cody a secret Yeah. or, you know, don't say anything about it, even though we knew he was probably going to show up. Just let him just show up instead of having vignettes every week. So, yeah, especially when you're promising um, all these, all these, or not promising, but saying that there's all types of surprises, and there really wasn't. If Nia yeah, Jax no. was your big, was your big balloon, uh, what a what a disgrace. Yeah. Well, again, speaking of Samoans, you know, The Rock, no show. But Oof. I didn't think he was coming anyway. To be quite no, honest, I, didn't, I had I didn't zero. Either, I had a zero percent chance that he was actually going to show up. But I thought you could have at least had a some maybe a forbidden door person, maybe from you know. Let I me mean, last year they had Mickey James, and she was the Impact Women's Champion, and they worked that out. I know you can't probably get an AEW guy, but you're telling me you couldn't get someone on the Indies, maybe Matt Cardona, possibly, right? Nick Aldis, someone, even if they got eliminated just to get the rub. Like yeah. these guys aren't I mean, showing up. It's showing up there. It makes a statement no matter what. These guys aren't, I think, tied to actual legitimate deals right now. Yeah. I think you could have worked out a deal with them, even for him to come in. I would have even taken Cardona, and I hate Zack Ryder, <laughs> but I would I would have just took it if he would have came out as Matt Cardona. Like I would have loved that just because of yeah. what it could have. What he would have got a nice pop like. too. He would have got a good pop. Would have got a huge pop. Yeah. So you know, for me, I mean, am I upset? No. The the, the right guy win? Yes. How we got to it could have been better. I think so. Yeah, I think so. The women's women's and I'm with you guys. I thought was the better of the two rumbles. I think I think it told the story a little bit better. Um, Liv Morgan again, you know, she's always that underdog, and she finally got her due when she won. She lost the title quick. The fans turned on her pretty quick, which I thought was kind of weird. Especially um, when they built her up to get her to that point. No yeah. one's worked harder than Liv and who's improved yeah. more than Liv in, in wrestling in the last I know, probably five years, you can make that case. And you know, I'm incredibly proud of her and what she's accomplished because not only is she, you know, great on the eyes, but she's improved drastically in the ring. You know, I mean, tremendous, tremendous work ethic. Yeah, I remember her back in her early NXT days and, you know, she was that 
girl with a blue tongue from Elmwood Park, New Jersey, and now she is legitimately one of the best women on the roster. So it's good to kind of see her get her due. Um, again, we all thought Rhea Ripley was probably going to win if we were betting on it, which Tommy clearly was, and he won. Um, <laughs> you know, and and she did win, and she deserved to win, and she looked good winning. She looked dominant winning, and I loved it. I love seeing Roxanne Perez. I love cool. seeing Zoe yeah, that was Star. Great, yeah. Indie wrestler. Zoe's a beast, by the way. I was. I, Zoe I didn't know Zoe is, was that yeah. good. <laughs> She's a very good wrestler, dude. She's been she doing is. this for a very long time. She's a pro. Um, and I thought they did a great job with those surprises, but until they hit number thirty, Nia Jax. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and only Nia Jax, they botched it exactly. That was Tom, they, they botched it, and she got eliminated within three or four minutes. Yeah. What was the purpose that she serve? Yeah, no. uh, I know she's going to be in your face every, every week going forward now too. You know what I mean? Because she's always going to be because of her size and her dominance. She's going to be well, in, in the mix all the time. Thankfully, she wasn't on. She wasn't on TV. Thankfully, not not so, yet. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. If you if you're a Rumble surprise like number thirty and you're not on both Raw or SmackDown, that leads me to believe this could maybe just be a one off to see how you receive from the crowd, and maybe, maybe it wasn't good receive. Dude, she's not a good wrestler. She cannot. No, we know that. She's she, so, she's a she's a waiting injury to happen for everybody well, else that's involved with it. If she was prominent coming up, I would assume that she would have showed up on one of these two episodes, but she didn't. So it gives me a little bit of faith that this was maybe a trial and it was a failed try. Um, but I think all in all, I thought the rumble was, you know, was fun for what it is. It's always that exciting event, you know, to be able to kind of count down and predict and fantasy book. I thought damage control looked fantastic in the match. Um, they were a dominant faction as they need to be because unfortunately the women's tag team titles have kind of, you know, as we always, as it kind of always does, it's always hot for a minute and it kind of falls to the wayside because it just, it's, it's hard to book women's tag teams when you have, when you're trying to book good women's stories. Um, yeah, it's hard to put, it's hard to put two of your big, big players together. You know what I mean? It's, it's just very challenging. So um, I did enjoy that, but I thought all in all, again, solid for both rumbles. I wasn't blown away. I was like, oh my God, it's the best rumble. Um, again, we predicted the winners on the shows and let's just see how it kind of gets booked into, um, you know, WrestleMania. Next topic, boys, dark side of the ring season four returning the first three topics, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Mike Ooh, Awesome, and Abdullah the Butcher. Um. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have not seen Dark Side of the Ring. I, I just, for some reason, just have not had a chance to get around to it. It's not that I don't love it. I love wrestling. I'm clearly here every week, 142 weeks in a row. Well, not every week. That's Tommy. <laughs> so close. Tommy's here every week, 142 <laughs> weeks in a row. I'm here maybe 131 weeks of the year. Uh, I mean, of years. So Dark Side of the Ring, guys, I don't have really much on it. I know they tell really fantastic stories. Again, I got to get myself into it. I really will try my best just fucking these streaming services of just constant content all the time. <laughs> so hard to keep up with. Like, I need to, like, be a millionaire, not have a job, wake up in the morning, yeah, that have a breakfast good, sandwich, <laughs> have a breakfast sandwich on my table with a coffee and go right to the couch and just watch TV. Because otherwise, how do you keep up with this stuff? But all jokes aside, Dark Side of the Ring, I know you guys both love it. Um, Again... Tommy, I guess if you want to kick us off on this one, um, Dark Side of the Ring, happy it's back for season four. And what do you think about these first three? I mean, the story of Bam Bam Bigelow, Mike Awesome, and Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, no, definitely excited it's back. I mean, it's always fantastic, all the episodes they've ever done. And and I'm happy. I mean, I'm not, I hope that these aren't like hit pieces against these guys. I mean, I don't think they will be, but we never know with Dark Side of the Ring because that tends to happen sometimes. But I hope it doesn't. But if it's not, then man, Bam Bam Bigel getting some love. I mean, that guy for what he did for years, a guy his size pulling pulling off moves. I mean, 
doing moonsaults and all that stuff. It's, I'm so happy he got some love and he totally belongs in the Hall of Fame. But that's a story for another day. But, man, I hope I, I just hope I'm just happy he's getting the love. And Mike, awesome. Obviously, awesome. And Abdullah Butch, I'm not too familiar with. I know, you know, he had some crazy matches back in the day with everything. But, I mean, definitely a good start-off point for this new season. And I can't wait to see him. But, yeah, so happy Bam Bam and the love he deserves. Nice, nice. Very cool. I'm glad to hear that. Nick, Dark Side of the Ring, can you just, like, take me through the format of Dark Side of the Ring a little bit? Like, if, if I've watched, um, you know, other uh, docuseries on Peacock for wrestling, how is Dark Side of the Ring? And then what do you think about these three guys? Well, the Dark Side of the Ring is honestly is a great show, and I think when when you do have the time where you get down to be able to watch them and knock them off, um, it's just it's just a very cool show, and it just gives you a, a perspective and an insight behind the real lives of a lot of pretty much all of these guys, right? Or their tragic stories, or um, you know their rise and falls. It, you know, it's it's pretty rough. Sometimes it's sad, and you know, sometimes it could be a little um, I would say biased and partisan. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say total hit pieces, but you know, there is some you know subliminal messages there. Um, but for the most part, though, you know, it's it's definitely a look of these wrestlers and their lives outside of the ring that ties into the ring and the person that they are and the things that have happened to them. And that's always cool because, you know, at the end of the day, right, we we only know most of these characters by what they do in the ring. Um, and then when sometimes you get to see a little bit behind the curtain and to see what direction that their life takes them and why they do a certain thing or why this happened to them. It's just pretty fascinating. And this 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 type of series can just go on forever. Right. The history of wrestling. And there's just been so many characters that have had a lot of uh, interesting events transpire in their life. And, uh, you know, to be able to be entertained by it, um, you know, is, is just really cool. It's just another avenue. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it is a little sad to see how it ends up. And I'm excited for these three, especially Bam Bam, um, just a guy that we, you know, we lost too soon. And he was one of the first great big men uh, of athleticism of, of his time and kind of, you know, set the precedence for a lot of the great athletes we have today that are a little bigger in size. Yeah, no, and and absolutely, and I definitely will try to do my best to get to it. It's not that I don't want to. I'm a wrestling fan. It's, it's definitely wor- it's definitely worth the wait. And, um, and so, you know, some of the episodes aren't always always great. You know, certain characters you might not relate to, sure. but they do hit they do hit hard with some of the big names in, in yeah. professional wrestling. So it, it is pretty cool. Well, listen, hearing hearing you and, and Tommy and Joe, we speak about Dark Side of the Ring for the last what we've been doing this podcast for over three years. Um, I mean, it's it definitely definitely something I want to watch. I just yeah. for some reason I just haven't had the chance to get around to it. Every time. This great movie comes out. This new series comes out. This is amazing. And I'm watching like The Last of Us on HBO Max, which is fantastic. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's just like, but this this shit happens to me all the time. And then obviously, yeah, when I'm hanging sure. out at night, and the wife's like, "Hey, you want to watch something?" I'm like, "Sure." And it's like, "Oh man, wrestling's on. Crap. Yeah. How do I keep up with it? I gotta it's wake tough. up like in the it's middle of the, you know what I mean? So it's tough. The but, good thing uh, is now you can find it. a lot of episodes on YouTube and stuff like that. Yes. So and, you know, some of those Peloton rides of yours, you know, you might have to throw that up in the corner. Dude, let me let me listen. And Tommy can Tommy can allude to it. Sometimes all you want to do is focus on the Peloton ride. I trust you. I get like it. that. Um, it's not just the music. We like the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, boys. Next topic: AEW announces live event series. AEW House Rules. So, AEW has not really kind of run house shows, right? They kind of started like I guess roughly a little bit before the pandemic, I believe in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then they kind of went through that 2020 of the pandemic, like the world we all lived through, right? Wrestling in front of empty seats and no crowd, and you know the electronic fans or dialed-in fans or whatever you want to say. Um, you know, I think house shows are rather important to wrestling companies because one. It allows for them to kind of pre-run storylines in front of fans to see how they kind of get over, right? Um, it allows wrestlers who aren't on TV all the time to maybe get some matches, get some burn, get some work time. 
Um, it allows wrestlers that are maybe coming back from an injury that they're not maybe ready for TV yet to be able to kind of do that. And also, it's another stream of income, another yeah. stream of uh, another revenue stream. And it also could allow <laughs> it could allow them to travel to smaller venues and places to be able to kind of get their product out to fans that maybe can't get to the big cities because. WWE, for the most part, gets to many, many cities across the world, um, you know, across the United States, excuse me, and then obviously some of their house shows. But AEW is kind of, you know, they're they're working on getting a place for the very first time. Um, we say it all the time here at the podcast. You know, I, I think we, I like to at least try to fairly judge AEW from where they are in being a newer company. Nick is very much – no, no, you're, you're foot to the throat. Um, <laughs> I, like to see, I like to say Tommy is not biased, and, and Joey tries to report down the middle. But uh, Nick, we'll start with you, man. I'm um, just kind of hearing, I guess, my thoughts around potentially what house shows could bring. And, and we can argue that AEW's booking is very questionable, right? When they hit it, they hit it big. But when they swing, they swing and miss sometimes. Mm, they, they, they are definitely boomer bust. Things. So with, with a house show that kind of gives you some opportunity, what do you think about this? You know, How do you think that this is going to come across? Them? Are they going to maybe get it right or they're going to maybe use this opportunity properly? I mean, I think it, it, it certainly can't hurt, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like you you alluded to all these great um, factors that come into doing stuff like house shows, right? It creates opportunities for wrestlers. It creates trial and errors with storylines, build chemistry with other wrestlers. Um, the amount of opportunity it offers some wrestlers that aren't on TV is huge, right? You never know what kind of star could be lying in the wings or some guy that might get over to enhance a storyline later. Um, but it also, you know, gives an opportunity for, for the brand to, to, to reach out and spread its wings a little bit and to offer, you know, wrestling events, you know, at a usually more of affordable rate for a lot of people that might not be able to get to the big ones. Um, you know, and, and that's always huge for me. You know what I mean? Anytime you get to see a wrestling show is special, especially for, you know, young kids to be able to track new wrestlers and, and to be able to follow their wrestlers um, in this way is huge. And of course, at the end of the day, it's all about making money. And this is another avenue stream for them to be able to make money and hopefully put it into the product to make their spectacle a little bit bigger and better. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, you know, Tommy, obviously we speak about AW every week and again, you know, it has its moments where it's like, damn, this shit is good. Like MJF is the best and you know, what a wrestling match, but of course, and they have their moments like, why are they booking the women's division like this? You know, <laughs> where, what, where is this guy? Where's that guy? Where's this girl? And it's like, they have a bloated roster. Why are we still seeing ring of honor guys on AEW TV? Like, I don't understand that. I the love title shots in the first show. <laughs> I, I think Brian Cage is great. Don't get me wrong. These are great people and they deserve to be on television, but they're taking up space from AEW guys. Like I can't, like, I can't understand who's an AEW guy. Who's a, you know, ring of honor guy. And it's not that it's, it should be one or the other, but they have this new company, this new outlet. Why are we mixing the two still? So Tommy, especially, with this, especially when there's no build though, right? At the end of the day, I think that's the most frustrating part. There's you know, just some rando shows up and then boom, they're they're wrestling for the heavyweight championship with with nothing there. Like there's no excitement in that because you know the outcome. You know what I mean? As cool as it is to see someone new, it's already it's already bookmarked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's where I think they need to get these house show to hopefully maybe figure some stuff out. But Tommy, would would you go to a house show? What do you what do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I'd definitely check out a house show. I haven't been to AEW show yeah, but I'd definitely like to check it out. And, you know, if it comes to the Coliseum or wherever they're going to end up going, I would definitely, definitely check one out. And, like, all the points you said, it's definitely good for them in another revenue stream. And, you know, maybe they could start working out storylines or, you know, guys come back from injury just to get, you know, some work in before they go back on TV. So this this can only help them. You know, it can't hurt them. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I hope for their sake it helps them, you know, because, like you said, it's either boom or bust with them. So, hopefully, this leads to more, you know, consistent, you know, storylines or, you know, self storylines type of thing. So, you know, wait and see what happens with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right, boys, next topic, a conversation. Um, it looks like Triple H alluded to it in the post-press conference for Royal Rumble. Dwayne, <laughs> not coming. Yeah. As much as we thought, as much as we looked at the poster for Royal Rumble with all the electricity, the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment is not coming to WrestleMania this year. And there's also another rumor, again, rumor, that Stone Cold will not have a part in this WrestleMania as well. So um, I guess, Tommy, with that being said, um, do they need the rock? Do they need not? Do we want do we do they need the rock in Austin? And based on the potential matches that we're kind of building towards Roman and Cody, um, you know, we're going to get into we'll get into the next topic with the women, stuff like that. Um, Tag matches, you know, uh, Seth and Logan. Um, you know, all these things kind of going on, potentially theory and Cena, potentially. Um, what do you think? How do you feel about this? I mean, the, what, especially how Saturday ended, you know, with the whole stuff with Sammy, you know, the bloodline. I don't, right now, I mean, I hate to say, it, I don't think they need the rock, you know, because obviously, you know, Cody announced on Raw that he's going to, he's going to, you know, challenge him in WrestleMania. So that's out the window for him and Roman right there. So, I mean, this whole bloodline thing has been so good, you know, for so long and it just continues to get better and better. Now with Sammy, I think they announced it that him and Roman are going against each other. Elimination Chamber, obviously up in Montreal, Sammy's hometown and everything. So right there, you know, that's another, that's another event that, you know, they're not going to do anything with the rock, obviously. So, I mean, right now, I don't think they need him. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe just, you know, it's not going to happen. I mean, the rock, you know, he's a busy guy. I mean, you know, Got a lot of things going on the XFL, you know, the movies that he's been doing and everything. So, I mean, it just gets the scheduling working out. As far as Stone Cold, I'm very surprised at that because for the last few months, you know, we see him every day. The guy's working out. And I mean, the guy, I mean, he's over for beast. Absolute beast. beast. (laughs) It's very surprising that he didn't show up or he's alluded to, you know, showing up at, you know, Rumble or even Mania. So, I mean, that's, that'd be very surprising. I don't know what they would pull with him, but I mean, with Stone Cold, I think you could put him against anybody. And it, it would be awesome. So, I mean, it definitely do it. Do they need them? Probably not, but it would be a very cool, especially it's mania. You know, you always expect a surprise, but right now the roster is definitely stacked and, you know, mania from what we think might happen is definitely going to be fully booked. So we'll see where it goes, but definitely not only disappointed, they're not going to be there, but you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but surprising, I guess that they won't be there, especially yeah. that's in Hollywood this year. Right. Especially in the rocks backyard. Right. You know, Nick, you were, you know, me and you and I made a bet last year, right? I told you that Stone Cold will not be wrestling. It will just be an in-ring segment, stunner, a couple beers. Stone Cold had a no-holds-barred match. I was wrong. Not wrong often, <laughs> but I was wrong, and I did have to pay up, and you did have to remind me a couple months later. So my apologies. I usually pay my debts. I did Venmo you for that shirt that I owed you. But um, it's, it's I, well I, worn. All right. Um, but Stone Cold The Rock. Probably not at this year's mania. How does that make you feel? And, and do you think it's right for storylines? Um, well, I'll, I'll just go back to your point before it. Where, where are they needed? Um, the answer is no, right? We've gone so many years now without those guys. It's a bonus when they're there to show up. Um, would I have liked to have seen Reigns versus The Rock? Of course. Who wouldn't want to see that match? It is it is a dream match. Or Reigns Austin, for that matter, right? It, it's another dream match. I mean, you're talking about new school versus old school and, and two of the, you know, the best to ever do it. However... Their storylines have been built so good for so long here with the last couple of years, especially with the bloodline and 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 Cody's story and Sammy's story. 
I think the pay-per-view is only better, honestly, when you can go with those two different avenues right now. You don't need Roman Reigns and his, you know, almost three-year title run to wrestle The Rock for the title. It doesn't mean that much, right, at the end of the day. That's a war that we're going to get at some point, just maybe not going to be this year. I like Roman in the, t- the storylines with Sammy and Cody. You're going to create a monster in Cody, and you're going to put Sammy Zayn's career to another level with an opportunity to go against someone like Roman Reigns. So am I upset by it? I wouldn't say I'm upset by it. Would I like to have seen it? Of course. But at the same time, I think this is better for the wrestling in the short term and the long term. And we will get those dream matches at a later point. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't and I'd love to see all like you said before, Austin and Roman. I'd love to see it. Right. So he can conquer him. But there's just not need to be a title on the line. He can absolutely do it without a title. Um, And I think if Roman wasn't holding the title and he was on this monster run, I think it could make a lot of sense. But um, I'm with you. I don't think it's needed. And also. WrestleMania 40, we're going to be there. Well, I'm going to be there. WrestleMania 40, we're going to be there. We Nick, I don't know there. if you'll be allowed to be there. I don't know. Oh, Philadelphia might not allow you in the States. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I'm listen. I'm not a fan of Philly, but. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> the, way you, the way you wear your blue and orange proud, I don't know if Philadelphia will let you in personally. I'm going I'm to put my, my jersey on the Rocky statue before we go. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Be careful. You know, you know what happened to the last team that did that? Um, You know, I. I, I'm with you guys. I don't as great as it would be to have them in any capacity. They are who they are. They are both on the mountain on my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Um, I don't think they're needed for this year. I think we actually have a hell of a lot this year that we can truly I want this show to really be able to set up today, tomorrow, and going forward for the year to come. And I think it can. And I think if you have Austin and Rock in there kind of taking a couple of spots and it's just crazy. I, I know it sounds blasphemy when I say that. Um, actually, it's not going to do good for the business because when they go away, then what happens? Yeah. Right. And that's always been the problem with WWE more recently is like the part time guys coming in and being able to kind of, you know, how do they cool off properly and not just get cold from their storyline? So. Personally, I'm okay with it. Um, I think if the story called for it, I'd want them, but I don't think either story calls for it right now. I think Roman could have, yeah, but I don't. Again, do I don't think yeah. I don't want The Rock challenging for the title in any capacity. No, yeah. no, no, those those one-off matches, you know, they're special and, and they can main event their, you know, the night. And especially with the fact that they have the two night manias now, it makes it a little bit easier to, for us to be able to accepting a lot of a part timer coming back and having a match. Right? If Cena came back and had a one off with someone, you'd be all for it as long as it's not impacting the big payoffs and the big storylines that they work so hard to establish over a long period of time. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, boys. Next topic: Rhea Ripley chose Charlotte. Now, I mean, I guess there's precedent for it. Right, three years ago, if I'm not mistaken, if my timeline's right, Tommy, keep me honest. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, um, three years ago, <laughs> right? Three years ago, she chose she as the NXT Women's Champion, told Charlotte to challenge her when Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. Um, okay, sure. A lot has changed in those three years. Rhea Ripley is not the same wrestler, no. and there is a woman, Bianca Belair, on the roster, arguably the best women's wrestler in wrestling today. Um which that's a match that we were supposed to get until Rhea got hurt. Happy that they didn't give us that match because now it feels so much more important, but we're not getting that match. So listen, I'm all for um, Bianca holding the title and only being dethroned when the right opponent comes, but what better opponent, what better moment would be than for Rhea Ripley to come? Bianca has been a full-time go, go, go for a long time. I believe she won the title 
wasn't it at WrestleMania last year that she won the title? Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be, be a Becky, full, right? Queen, yeah. right. It'll be a full year of her holding the title. Now I know that those, you know, I know that we like to see, you know, see meaningful title changes and 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 good storylines being told. I mean, what better culmination on on the show of shows than having Rhea Ripley dethrone Bianca potentially? Yeah. But we're not going to get that. We're seeing Charlotte Rhea. Um, Nick, I'll start with you. I, I don't think any match is wrong, but is this the right match of the options that she could have had? I mean, I'm, I'm, me personally, I'm okay with either option, to be honest. I, I really am. Um, you know, regardless of how, how we feel or maybe we're bored of Charlotte and all that, beating Charlotte is still a, a monumental moment in, in the female women's wrestling world, right? Um, but Bianca is just so red hot. Um, she's been the face of women's, you know, wrestling and holding the title for the last year. Um, I think that win, I think would be maybe a little bit more meaningful right now, especially because of how long she's been doing it. You know, Charlotte just came back, you know, a few weeks ago, won the title right away. And then she's going to, you know, drop it in a couple months. I mean, well, almost well, like, what was the point? You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the kinda, part that's a little frustrating, but right, at the same time, if, if she time. does, if she does challenge, you know, Bianca, it's like, you know, obviously she just looks like she's clearly going to win. Right. So. I think it's probably easier for Charlotte to swallow the loss and keep Bianca doing her thing, especially if they're going to plan on her breaking, you know, the women's championship record, right. That she's so close to it. Now I write up think um, Nikki Bella has the record. If I'm not mistaken. I, I feel like a, her, I think I thought her record got beaten, but I, 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 I have to look it up. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure. I'm trying to think, but I think I think they want to keep you know uh, Bianca in in the loop of breaking that record and setting that benchmark, um, because she is going to be the face of women's wrestling for the foreseeable future, right? She's a freak athlete, so I'm okay with um, you know Rhea you know beating down Charlotte and you know getting her due and, and um, redoing what happened a few years ago, coming full circle for that moment and her going on a nice dominant run as well, because Charlotte can do anything, right? She'll never she'll never be hurt by any loss that she takes, that's for sure. I'm hoping right. Bliss gets back in the mix here, you know, with uh, Bianca and run that back with some cooler angles, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I absolutely. I totally understand. Tommy, I guess same, you know, just same point, just curious on your take. Um, I, I you know, again, I'm not upset by this potent, by this match. I think it's going to be a fantastic match, but I think with Charlotte coming back to throwing Ronda, which was, I, in my opinion, good. No, you know, no disrespect to Ronda. She just, just doesn't do it for me. No, it is disrespect um, for Ronda. She's been terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't like to call people out because I, you know, it's hard to wrestle. I know that she did her, she's tried her best um, and, and all that case, but nonetheless, um, you know, we're getting, we're getting Rhea and Charlotte at mania and probably Rhea's culmination and, and final, you know, title win under her being able to be her true self. Is this the right match in your opinion? I think it is because I like the whole, you know, I like you said, not upset at all. Either one, you know, Bianca would have been cool, but I kind of like, you know, the history she, you know, obviously she alluded to, you know, three years ago, that kind of thing that she beat herself. Now that they're at a different point in their careers, obviously Rhea is definitely a lot better than she was three years ago when Charlotte is, you know, she's Charlotte, so it should be cool. But yeah, definitely, I, when she announced in a row, I was like, oh, wow, I, I text you guys, I go, okay, this, this is going to be fun. So I'm curious now, is she going to go, you know, they're going to, is Charlotte going to come to Raw? Is Rhea going to go to SmackDown? Like, how are they going to play this? So it's, Definitely going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this match. It should be should be a lot of fun. And if Rhea ends up being Charlotte, it's going to be huge for her. Like, get some gold for the Judgment Day finally. I mean, they you know, they haven't had any gold. They've had opportunities, but obviously it hasn't happened. So if she's the first one to get some gold for that group, that's going to be so big for them. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, so I think definitely not – 
not upset at it at all, but either match would have been very cool to see. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, we love, I mean, I think, I think we love mommy and we love what she's doing. We respect the hot of what she's doing. Her <laughs> character has really evolved tremendously. And she's a monster, um, man. She's a yeah. beast. And she yeah. really is. I, I personally would rather seen her go up against Bianca Belair. I think that storyline would really, really like, oh my God, just seeing that playoff on the big stage would be something because it was argued that the best wrestling match that we saw last year was Becky and Bianca. That match was one of the best matches that I've seen, men and women's. I know we had Seth and Cody, which is super special. Of course. That match but was it, so It was top notch, especially on the Mania card. When it sticks out like oh, that, it's impressive. Oh, my God. And not that I don't think Charlotte and Rhea is going to be special, because I do think it's going to be special. I just felt like it just made all sense in the world to have these two finally get their paths to truly cross, because they tease it in that Rumble when Bianca won that year. Um, right? Did Bianca win that year? She won 2021. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and it was almost like the two of them, like it was almost like, you know, it's the future of the two of them. Right. And now you can kind of get that full story, you know, full storytelling, in my opinion. But I think you're going to get that eventually, too, though. Don't worry about it. I hope so. I hope so, pal. (laughs) All right, boys. Next topic we got. We got some chamber matches, multiple matches coming up at Elimination Chamber in like almost two weeks, by the way. Going to come up real fast. Um the first match being a U.S. title match, Austin Theory will defend against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, and um, I think we're I think we're waiting on two wrestlers yeah. uh, to be determined. And we also have a women's match where the winner will get a chance at the previously spoken about Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 39. We have Asuka, the new formed Asuka. Um, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and a match on Monday Night Raw to determine the final participant. And that fatal four-way will be Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Carmella, and Piper Nevin. Not Dewdrop. Piper, I was going to be Niven. Niven. So no bliss. Know. No bliss at all, huh? No bliss, my friend. Uh, she might be yeah, wrapped up in a, in a, in a storyline with Uncle Howdy. Oh. Um, chamber matches are a lot of fun. They're a great, great time. I F- think favorite they're, ones. It's the best. They're, they are a blast. They're probably my favorite cage type match that we get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess, Tommy, you know, if you want to opine on either one, um, chamber matches, U.S. title being uh, showcased, and the winner for the women to go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the participants who you got, future storylines for maybe U.S. title picture or maybe a guy who, you know, might drop the title in the match but may face someone bigger at Mania. What do you think about this? I mean, it's cool, definitely, because you know you're not going to have a chamber match for you know for the for the um, undisputed title. Obviously, you know that's all taken care of for Mania. But oh, it's pretty cool that they did this for uh, U.S. title. And man, I think th- I think Theory walks out with it. No matter who's in this match, I think he walks out with it. I think this solidifies him as you know like the heel U.S. champion. You know, we've had so many of those over the years and everything. So no, I think no, no matter who's in this match, I think he walks out of it, but it should be. I mean, I mean, last year the poor guy got thrown off the top by Brock. I mean, that was unbelievable. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, it really definitely helped his career because you know it's been nothing but up for him. I mean, he had a couple weird moments when he obviously he uh, uh, cashed in the money in, uh, the money in the bank on Seth and obviously lost, but he got it. He got it. Uh, he got it a few weeks later. So no, this has definitely helped him a lot, and it should be a lot of fun. This match. Awesome. Um, how about the ladies? Um. Who do you see coming out? I know we have to still have to wait for one more person, but at least we know one of the four. We know the four participants, you know, wrestling on Monday. Who's gonna? Who do you think is gonna be challenging uh, Bianca at Mania? I think Raquel. I think I see Raquel. Think Raquel. 
I think Raquel, yeah. I think she, you know, okay. Rumble was kind of a coming out, you know, you know, showing what she could do. So I think, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Raquel. And I mean, what they did with her NXT when she was like the heel champion was awesome. I don't know if they'll do that with her up here because you know they had her as a baby face, but if they do turn her, that'd be pretty cool because you know, her against Bianca would be very cool to see as a heel. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I have her coming out of that match. Okay, fair enough. Nick, um, I know Bliss is not in there. I know that hurts your heart. Um, but I think Bliss Always. has to finish her storyline with whatever her situation is with Uncle Howdy and Bray. Let's let's kind of just like get if that it ever gets done. finished. Um, but U.S. <laughs> title chamber match, Raw number one contenders women's chamber match. Um, is Theory leaving the chamber champion? And who is challenging Bianca? I would say yeah. I think Theory is going to be retaining the title. He's been excellent lately, to be honest. Right, ever since he got the title back. Um, he's been, you know, kind of outsmarting and out, out bullying Bobby Lashley, which is nice and surprising, um, you know, and especially that he just, you know, kind of had it recently. It'd be nice to see him have like a nice little run with it for a little bit. Right. And really supplant him as, you know, the next the next guy in line here. Right. As far as, uh, you know, being young, youthful and super talented and athletic to where you're going to be seeing him around for many years to come. So, you know, Austin Theory is one of the one of the bright faces of the future of professional wrestling. Yeah, well, remember, remember early this year when he lost that Money in the Bank briefcase? And yeah, we, all we were like, oh, like man, this kid is really very, he's not Triple yeah, H's guy, yeah, but done, yep. it's to be yeah, argued. He's got the he, goods. He really does. He have looks the goods, better so now than ever. Yeah, and there's, and there's just no way Triple H would just let that t- talent go to waste. There's just no way. I mean, that guy's he's got all the goods, and at his age, forget it, man. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Who's, who's challenging Bianca, in your opinion? Can you run by the list of the, of the female participants one more time? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have Asuka and the new version of Asuka. We have Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and potentially one of Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Carmella, and Piper Niven. I would love, I would love to see Liv Morgan, um, but I just don't think that's going to happen. And I like Tommy's idea with Raquel, but I really believe it's going to be Asuka. Um, you know, she just came back. She's going to have her new push here. She's got the new face paint. She might go a little heelish now, right? We've been waiting. We kind of wanting that for a little bit now. And I think that would honestly set up the best possible wrestling match that you, we could have going forward with Oscar versus Bianca at WrestleMania under the bright light. Yeah, I think a, ho- a heel Oscar versus a face Bianca would be a cool. would be yeah. some match. Bianca's a fantastic wrestler. Oscar, given the opportunity, is a great wrestler. And I think with the uh, this returning persona of Asuka that she has, I think could be really, really exciting to see. And, and one and one of the few people that if if happened to beat Bianca, Asuka would be one of the, one of the top of the list that you would probably want to have that happen to. Yeah, I I think looking at that match, looking at those participants, I think Bianca, in my opinion, in my opinion, Asuka won Raquel too. Um, I'd love to yeah, see Raquel. Yeah, Raquel just hasn't had the build yet. She's going to get yeah. it. But I just think Asuka just makes the most sense and it gives you the most bang for your buck right out the gate. I wish they would have brought up Raquel as a heel. Like, I thought her heel work in NXT was I don't was disagree. Great. Yeah. Like, oh, she, she was Big she Mommy was Cool down yeah, there. Yeah, she was Big sure. Mommy Cool. Dude, what a, what a persona being Big Mommy Cool Raquel Gonzalez, dude. Like, come yeah. on. Like, what? Fucking Vince, dude. Anyway, <laughs> not not this not this topic. I won't go off on, on a tangent because Joey will be that man alone. <laughs> Worst. Oh, they sell and he gets. You know. Oh, stop it. Um, anyway, um, next topic, boys. A little AEW topic here. Darby versus Joe for the what they alluded to the final time between the two of them. Winner leaves uh, TNT champion. Brutal match. Yeah. Thumbtack jacket. It, it was wood pretty boards. Ex- wood boards exposed. Darby poking Joe in the eyes. All this crazy stuff going on. Uh, 
you know, we've seen Darby and Joe do this a couple times, Tommy. Um, we now see, I guess, the king of television yeah. with both TV type titles. Yep. Um, what do you think of the match? <laughs> Just absolutely brutal, as to expect. You know, Darby Allen, a crazy bastard. Every match that he ever has, he freaking puts his. It seems like he puts his life on the line for every match. I mean, <laughs> it's good now, but I mean, in a couple of years or a few years when his body's breaking down, I wonder why. But I mean, just insane. And the spot what he did with the, with the exposed boy, oh man, it's just brutal. And I mean, if this this is the final match between the two, then that's a hell of a way to go out. But yeah, that was just absolutely brutal. And nice little at the end, little show of Warlow coming back. Where the hell's that guy been? So it was good to see. So hopefully. This leads to more things with him. But, yeah, that match was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think Warlow and Joe have a little bit more story to tell. Um, and I'm looking forward to it because I don't think Warlow should have ever lost the TNT title. Yeah, definitely so, not. So Joe. And then Joe losing it to Darby, then to get it back, then to potentially lose it to, to Warlow. I, I don't like the flip-flop. But, I mean, let's see how it plays out because at least the matches were were good. I just think that it was just, it was just a lot. Um you know, Nick, I, I know that you are not a Darby guy in one capacity, but I know you do love Samoa Joe. So I'm sure deep down inside, when you saw that muscle buster into literally those wood planks, probably made your heart warm. Oh, um, even on this cold sure. day in New York, you, your heart was warm. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but Wardlow's back. You know, we love Wardlow at the channel. Of course. Um, Wardlow Joe probably going to be next. You're happy to see that as the next, I guess, feud for Joe going forward? I mean, yeah, of course, right? I mean, who wouldn't want two two monsters going at it like that? Um, but it just makes you wonder. It's like, you know, how hot Wardlow was and like, you yeah. know, his sudden disappearance, right? His fall from grace has been pretty disappointing. And honestly, it's been pretty disrespectful. Now, who knows what might have been going on in his personal life? Maybe something happened and they had, to, you know, had they, you know, call an audible with that. But it's very rare you see a guy get that hot that quickly um, and have all the goods and to just be kind of squandered like that is just very head scratching. I hope there is more to that story, but if not, I mean, there's just no excuse to let that go to waste. But now, you know, you, you just flip flop the titles pretty quickly between Joe and Darby. You're going to have Wardlow beat him in this first match, holding the title again. I, I just don't like that, right? That just, to me, just doesn't make any sense. And right now, Wardlow can't afford to lose at this point, right? For going on exactly, this disappearing yeah. act like that, too. It just looks really, really bad. So they really, you know, put themselves in a real corner with some really sub suspect booking here. And I, I just don't like it at all. Yeah, I, I don't like how that was handled personally. I, I do. I don't mind the Darby Joe thing. I mean, no, it was again, honestly a great I, match, I, great trilogy there at the end, with winning the title and the way they did it. I mean, hard hitting and explosive, and and that little squirt got everything he deserved. And and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that continues. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're hoping for that. Maybe you do the job yourself next time. All right. Um, but let's see what goes on from here. I I, I didn't love the whole. Um, you know, Warlow is champion, drops it to Joe. Joe drops it to Darby. Darby drops it to Joe. Joe potentially drops it to Wardlow. It just seems very, like, just all over the place. And I don't, I don't think every title run needs to be this long, um, long, drawn-out run. I'm not saying. Agreed. But yeah. I do. But I think in a very short, in the last four months that all this took place, if I'm not mistaken, four or five months. And that's a lot in a time where you only get, like, one pay-per-view a quarter. You get a special every, you know, every two months. And you get a show once a week. It seemed like a lot to take place when there's so many other things kind of going on. But, but when, you, when you're talking, we'll when you're talking about big wrestlers, though, right? There's like guys like Samoa Joe and Wardlow, right? I mean, those guys shouldn't be holding it. If you're going to give them a title, they shouldn't have it for a month. They just shouldn't, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Those guys have earned the right to, to carry a title. I mean, these guys are pretty much two of your staples and, and, and you know, um, 
big draws in your company. And here you are having to play in flip-flop and then, and, and Darby Allen somehow in the middle of it, who's literally a fraction of the size. It just doesn't make any sense. Just doesn't make no sense whatsoever. You had, you had to drop in the Darby line that he was tiny guy, right? You had to drop that in there. <laughs> Listen, I was, we're, we're not the biggest guys in the world, but it feels good to be big, bigger than him. <laughs> so if you see Darby at the main event, what are you going to do? Put him through oh, the table? Muscle busted him just like Joe did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Uh, second to last topic. Um, Sami Zayn challenging Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber. Now, there's rumors that this was going to happen, right? For me, I have a really hard time with this. And I know Joey, if Joey's on the podcast, he'd be like, this makes perfect sense. It's in Montreal and all this. You know, stuff. And I, yes. <laughs> yes, I get it. He's in Montreal. He's home. The crowd's going to be hot. Sammy's not winning the match, though. Yeah. It's Cody versus Roman at the, at, at, at the showcase at the Immortals. Now, are they going to make it a triple threat match? I mean, I, they, did, I, I they really did that in the past with Roman, Edge, and Brian, but I, I don't want that. Yeah, no. but You got two shows. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't like it at all. If, yeah, I don't want to see a triple threat match. Yeah, it definitely. feels like they backed themselves into a corner a little bit because they saw what Sammy meant in this storyline. And I'm so happy he's getting his opportunity, especially in his home crowd. But I just cannot believe that he's going to win the titles. Yeah. But is it worth it? I guess. So here's a question, right? Is it worth it for him to just have that moment where it's just such an amazing match in front of his people and he just, just doesn't get the job done? But because it was such a good match at home, it was enough of a payoff. Does that feel right with this whole storyline of how it kind of took place? To me, no, not at all, right? When when you get as hot as that guy had, yeah, that guy is, and to come from pretty much the abyss of where his career was and where it is at this point, that's got to be rewarded at the highest level. That needs to be rewarded. And he's going to get a, a, a monster match at the chamber, and it's going to be a big one in front of his country and family, friends, everybody. That's amazing. Don't get me wrong. And he's just going to come just short. But I still truly believe in my heart that it's going to be – they're going to do the right thing, and he will get a world title match. And win the belt at WrestleMania, at one of the nights at WrestleMania. They're going to split those titles. I think they have no choice. And if you back yourself into a corner, there's always sometimes a way to get out of it. And that's the only way to do it right. Because it would be a real, real shame if they blew, you know, a year plus of this amazing storytelling. And this guy come up just a little bit short. I mean, this is what wrestling's all about, right? The underdog finally reaches the top of the mountain. It'd really be a waste and a waste of revenue stream for that to happen. And I think, personally, the way to salvage this would be, you have Jey Uso come out at, at, at the chamber and cost him the match. And then, you know, somehow he wiggles his way back into to getting that other shot with, with the help of Kane, KO at Mania to win, to win the title. Wouldn't make sense. I mean, listen, and, and Tom, I definitely want to hear your point. I, I got to give you a point, Nick, there. That, that's a great point. I, he, the problem is that he has two both, his both belts. It yeah. was so exciting for him to get both belts. It was amazing that he won it at SummerSlam. He's been now the undisputed universal yeah. world, planet, galaxy, you know, Star Wars, everything. <laughs> and he's earned every bit of that. Amazing. Every bit of that. And I love it. But now we're in a position where there are two deserving challengers and there are two knights with two belts with one champion. And only how thing the hell sense. do we get from here to that? Tommy, how do we do that? Uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's been awesome. He's been the champion of everything. But, man, like you said, they definitely paid themselves into a corner because, I mean, how do you do this? I mean, I'm sure they – hopefully they – I would hope they have something planned. I mean, you know, for, for 
the last couple of months. But right now, I I just don't see how they do do it. I mean, I would love to see Sammy win, but obviously that's not happening because you got Cody. But I mean, they could figure something out. Like, like I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, it's good that we don't know. You know, there's possibilities. You know, it's good. Everything's not predictable. But man, it's definitely gonna be interesting how they pull this off. And like, some I think something big happens at the chamber. I don't know what between Roman and Sammy. Like maybe. Jay comes out and does something or whatever, but it's just, it's crazy to think all these crazy plans they got. It's just going to be leading to me. It's, I mean, I'm happy because it's, it's going to be a fun ride for the next, what, it's seven weeks or whatever to Mania. So we'll see what they got planned, but definitely, definitely interesting. That's for sure. Definitely interesting. And I, I listen, I'm happy Sammy's getting the shot. I never want to doubt yeah. it. Well, I love it. Absolutely. I just don't, I don't like going into a pay-per-view before Mania with the, with the final match on one of the nights being Cody and Roman for the, and they, as they, they put it out there, the universal heavyweight championship, which is both belts. Yeah. With that being said, what the hell? And what's kind of funny is that on SmackDown next week, the Usos will defend the SmackDown championship against Braun and Ricochet, right? Not, not the not the undisputed tag team championship, okay. just the SmackDown versions, right? So maybe we can figure something out there, but I'm definitely curious to see it. I just would, I just like going in, and I know that it's like who can ever beat Roman, right? And that's the whole uh, you know illusion around, it. and I like that. But it's just like I just don't like the fact that I feel like Sammy has a zero percent chance of winning the match, but I feel like no, he I, should I get the match on the biggest stage. That's what without a doubt. Yeah. Well, That's listen, all. I I still think there's a lot of time to get there, and you know, with the dissension in the and then with the dissension in the bloodline, you know, who's who's to say that Ricochet and Braun don't win the titles, and then you see Roman start panicking and the bloodline start panicking, and they lose their grip on everything, and he's got to split the titles because it's the only thing that might salvage the bloodline at some point. Yeah. You know, there's I think I think there's a lot of creativity that they can get there if they if they play it right. Now they got to be a little bit careful with it, but it would really be a disservice to wrestling and to this. Um, Probably one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history to end this final way for a guy that literally deserves to carry, even if it's for a day, a week, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sami Zayn's got to hoist that that title one time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Final segment of the week. We have NXT Vengeance Day tonight. Prediction time, boys. Okay. We got six matches. We're going to go down this card. We're going to predict this bad boy and we're going to take this show home. All right, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm looking at the matches right here in no particular order. The first match on the list, Roxanne Perez, the champion, taking on Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Nick, I, I'd be hard-pressed not to go with you for this first match, right? <laughs> why, why would you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Who is walking out of Vengeance Day still or new NXT Women's Champion? Um. Uh, my, I mean, my heart truly wants Gigi to become the <laughs> champion, of course, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I would really love to be to make something really cool. Remember uh, years back when uh, Austin had a triple threat match with Undertaker and Kane, and they both yep. pinned him at the same yep. time, yep. and they were both kind of the champion? I would kind of oh. love to see something like that happen to where oh, Toxic yeah. Attraction both has a title and that creates a little war amongst them, or at least they can you know plan a two-verse-one every time they wrestle and hold the title a little bit. I think that would be pretty cool because they don't really have too many – other women in the pipeline here that I think they've built strong enough outside of Zoe that could be the next formidable challenger. So I think that would buy them some time, but I just don't think they're going to take the title off Roxanne. She's just the future of wrestling. Um, she's earned that. And, you know, I'd be happy that she wins, but I really think they can, they could do some creative things if they, you know, did something outside the box like that. No, that would be pretty creative. Okay. Uh, Tommy, same question. Who's walking out NXT women's champion? 
I like I like Nick's uh, you know thing. I remember that back in the day. That was a, that was a fun little thing they had with Taker, uh, Kane, and Stone Cold. But I think Roxanne walks out like you said. She's the future of the women's wrestling down there and the future of the company. So I think I think she I think they beat her down, but she comes out in the end. I think she wins. Okay, and I th- I think so too. I think Roxanne does walk away, um, and still your NXT Women's Champion. Um, we have a two out of three falls match. Apollo Crew, uh, Cruz, Carmelo Hayes. This should be athletic as all get out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, forward to this match. Two out of three falls. We need a decisive winner. The series is tied at 1-1. Someone's walking out of NXT Vengeance Day, the winner of this match. Um, Nick, I'll start with you on this one. Apollo Cruz, Carmelo Hayes. Who is walking out? the winner uh just on, on a quick side note though i i actually uh enjoyed apollo's little run here right he's kind of really redeemed yeah. himself right? this guy's an athletic specimen uh he can get it done in the ring athletically there's no question about that um and i'm happy for him to get to this point where he's actually you know kind of built reestablished the name in the brand um but it's definitely gonna be carmelo hayes carmelo hayes is just an absolute freak and uh i really enjoy him and i just think he's one of the you know the, one of the future pillars of uh wrestling as, as he continues to his ascension to graduation okay Tommy, who's walking out? Yeah, I got Carmelo, too. Like you said, Apollo's been awesome since he's been back in NXT, but Carmelo's just – he's another future of the company, that guy. That guy's going to be so good. When, when the day comes, he gets called up to the main roster, that guy's going to be a star. Carmelo Hayes, Montez Ford is something I look forward to. Absolutely. That'll be a great match down the future. Definitely fantasy book that one. I'm agreeing with you guys. Carmelo Hayes will walk out the winner. I think he needs this more. Um, he is a star on the rise. He's someone that is going to be, he's been truly special since winning the breakout tournament. He had an amazing run with the NXT North American Championship. I believe that he should be wrestling Braun Breaker at whatever they're calling the stand and deliver um, show for uh, WrestleMania. He should walk out champion. Um he should challenge and leave as champion, in my opinion. Oh, you're tired uh, of Breaker, aren't you? No, I like Breaker. I think Breaker's ready for the main roster. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I, I agree completely. I just thought you're still yeah. a little bitter about the Corey Jade situation. That's all. No, no, it's okay, man. I, I listen. I like people he's, who can nab. He's earned that. He's bag. earned that. Oh, bless him, dude. For sure. Get your bag. All right. <laughs> I'm fine with that, brother. If you can pull that off, do it. Just like Kyrie's um, getting his bag. Yeah. Just get the hell out of Brooklyn, dude. Please. <laughs> He is and forever will be the Brooklyn Nets, no matter what they do, will never be the top story in New York. It's always um, going to be the Knicks. Let's leave that right there. We have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Katana Chance, Caden Carter, Fallon Henley, Kiana James, Miss 401K. Um, actually looking forward to this match. Um, Fallon and Kiana came together as a last-minute team. Um Kiana's been sort of, you know, flirting with Brooks a little bit, a little vice versa, kind of hanging out. Obviously, we don't think that's real. She's actually really married in real life. Um, and she actually took a phone call at this week's NXT show and told some guy named Alex, I think, that she loves him. Or if Alex is a boy, I don't know. Yeah. Um, interesting. Anyway, putting that aside, Kiana, Kiana James, Fallon Henley, do they have a chance, Tommy, at dethroning Caden and Katana, the now longest reigning NXT women's tag team champions. I mean, I think anyone has a chance, but I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think Caden and they hold on to it. I think they're going to have this, I, even though it's the longest, I think they're going to hold on to these for a long, long time. Cause they're seriously, they're the best tag team they got down there. And it's just been so good for so long. And I can't see them, uh, you know, taking the titles off from anytime soon. Fair enough. 
I agree with you. I think Katana and Caden will retain. I think in actually a pretty good match, and I hope yeah, maybe yeah. um, they might run it back again if Kiana and Fallon come off in a good way. Uh, Nick, who's walking out? Women's tag team champ. I agree with you guys. Caden Katana, they've just been on a, just a hot run, a long run, which you know, which is nice for them. And you know, they're a true tag team, and it's nice to see that get rewarded. And I think they'll hold on to it. And I agree that. You know, if the the other two put on a good show, is a good good and very strong possibility of them running that back and play laying that a little bit longer. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys. Uh, fatal four way for the um, men's NXT Tag Team Championship. We have the New Day, your NXT Tag Team Champions, taking on Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang. Pretty deadly and Chase University. Nick, now I know your Chase U shirt came in the mail. I know you're a big Andre big, Chase big guy. guy. Big. <laughs> big Chase guy. Um, you love it. So who is walking out NXT tag team champions? Jeez, I mean, I would I would really love the uh the surprise of all surprises, right? We we chase you pulling it off, I think. But and I just feel like the new day is just gonna hold on to it just a little bit longer. I think they're they're building some good tag teams down there and you know, I kind of just any, anytime the New Day's got some gold, it'd, it'd be great for them to just continue that ride. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff going on in the main roster where you see New Day kind of getting involved in. So I don't know how much longer they're going to hold on to it. So yeah, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going. I'm going to go surprise. I'm going to go chase you for some reason. This is okay. this is my heart. Oh, this is okay. my heart. <laughs> Listen, I love it, man. I know you. I know you enrolled there in the spring semester. Um, I know that you're a big chase you guy. I know you want to sit right next to Thea Hale. I know that. You know that. Um, you know, which is great. Listen, I would. I would pop so hard if Chase you won. I would love it. I'd hope for it. Tommy, who's walking out NXT Tag Team Champions? It's kind of hard this one, right? We got some pretty hard, good yeah. contenders. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with New Day. I just think they're gonna hold on to it for a little while longer. Maybe they drop it at the if they at the stand and deliver for Mania, whatever it is. But I just think they hold on to it for a little while longer. Okay, um, I think I'm gonna go with. Oh God, it's hard. I love honestly. I love to see Chase. You, I know that Duke Hudson is gonna turn on Andre Chase soon, um, and they'll probably have a one on one match. But I would love to see them actually win the titles and then let that let that divide happen. Or yeah, whatever the of course. Case may be. That makes that divide that but, much better, right? <laughs> yeah, but for for a betting man, I, I'm gonna go and still yeah. your NXT Tag Team Champions the New Day. Um, all right, two matches left, boys. We have Wesley taking on DiJack for the North American Championship. Wesley's arguably his biggest opponent to date as champion. Uh, Dijak back, welcoming back um, because T-Bar was terrible. Um, <laughs> great to see him actually the character that, you know, kind of brought him to the dance with a little bit of it or, you know, a little bit of an upgrade. He looks like the Terminator. Um, I'll start with this one. And new NXT North American champion, Dijak. Tommy, who's walking out in your opinion as North American champion? Yeah, I got Dijak too. The guy's been on a roll lately and I think this is a kind of redemption for him from uh, T-Bar, so I think this is the start of it. Gotcha. Sounds good. Nick, do we have a new champion, or are we yeah, I think, I think, new. I think okay. we're going to get a new champ. Dijak's just been killing it lately. He's hot. He's a monster, and this is where you know you can really help the, the size thing matters. Uh, and I just feel like it's it's time. It's time. He's got to get his due, especially for redemption for the disaster his last, his last couple opportunities have been. Yeah. For sure, my friend. For sure. Um, all right, boys. Let's get to the main event. Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller, Steel Cage match. I've actually enjoyed the hell out of this. When Grayson Waller won the um, the Soul Survivor Challenge, um, 
you know, uh, King of the Ring, uh, you know, King of the Mountain tournament uh, match, whatever uh, Shawn Michaels called it. Again, very innovative. I liked it a lot, and I hope they do that again. Um, I did not expect him to win, but I appreciate that he won, because I've actually enjoyed what has taken place. With that being said, I'll go first, because I already alluded to it. I think Braun Breaker will retain, because I think the match that we're waiting for is Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker. And that's going to happen right at the uh, on WrestleMania weekend. So I say Braun Breaker will retain. This will be a good match, and I'm happy Grayson has been um, put in the spotlight like he has. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to go to you because Nick, I know Grayson's your boy, so I want you to take us home. But Tommy, who is walking out <laughs> NXT champion? I think Braun walks out, but I think it's going to be. I think it might be the match tonight between these two. Like you said, this whole this whole feud has been so good with everything going on with. Grayson showing up the the PC and like just going crazy and everything. It's just been you feel like these two really hate each other. That's what makes that's what makes a good feud. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But I think Braun walks out with it. Okay, fair enough. Nick, take us home. Final match of the night is Grayson Waller, our new NXT champion. Or is Braun Breaker retaining? Man, I really want Grayson Waller to 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 win the title. There's no question I about it. I know you do. So you know what? I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow that. And I think Grayson Wall pulls off the upset because I do think Braun might be up sooner rather than later. To be honest, I yeah. think him 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 inserting into actually the Mania card would make a lot of sense and and could really do something special. Yeah, absolutely. That was Vengeance Day tonight, Peacock. Um, I think Joey, and I'm sure when this episode does post, it'll probably be post Vengeance Day. But I believe Joey is going to be doing a post. Um, breakdown of NXT Vengeance Day. I might even pop in there. Who knows? Maybe not. But go on the YouTube. <laughs> ask questions. Nick, Joey called you out <laughs> last time. Tommy and I were supporting. Where were you? Well, I'm doing Sleeping. what I do. I'll be stuck in your thumb. <laughs> Absolutely doing what you do. Just kidding. I'll, 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 be, I'll be searching. I'll be searching for all the uh, Gigi Dolan stuff I can find. <laughs> <laughs> Any any leaks, any leaks. <laughs> All right, boys, that was a lot of fun. That was episode 142 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. It's MVP time, boys. This one kind of went a little bit longer because we had some breakdowns and stuff like that. So let's try to wrap this thing up. MVP time. Nick, I'll start with you. We had a huge week. We had the Royal Rumble. You know, we got Vengeance Day. We had a lot of wrestling during the week. A lot took place. Who's your MVP this week? It's got to be Cody at the end of the day, right? I mean, he did return after a devastating injury, won the Rumble, is going to face Roman Reigns at the biggest pay-per-view uh, at WrestleMania, something special, something uh, something huge, and something that, that's inspiring, right, to come back from an injury like that and for him to finally get his his due, right, Chase, chasing his dream, chasing his dad's dream. It's just a very special thing. I couldn't agree more. Beautiful choice and, and, and great point. Tommy, who's your MVP this week? Oh, so many choices. I have to, I'm gonna go Sami Zayn. What the hell, man? Sami Zayn. Yeah. That the the storyline keeps getting better and better. Oh, nothing, nothing wrong with I that. Ro- I wrote I rose up at at off my bed last night like the Undertaker when he speared Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's how jacked up I was. Uh, that might have been one of the best spears I've seen in a it decade. Was, it was cool. clean, dude. It was so yeah, clean. That was cool. Edge Edge should take notes. Joe, Joey should know that. <laughs> we. My MVP boys, Rhea Ripley, the nightmare, mommy. Uh, Mommy Good right. for her. Good <laughs> for her, man. She's put in the work. There's a lot of time earlier in the year that she wasn't even wrestling because she was just being yeah. a part of the stable. And it's just great to kind of, you know, not have her talent wasted and let the storyline take its shape. And it did. And I am super excited for her. 
She did a, you know, a fantastic job. What a showing she put on in the women's match. Um, she's a top star, and I hope that she leaves champion WrestleMania weekend. She will. All right, boys, that was it. Episode 142 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. You can find us anywhere where you can download podcasts by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. We are part of three shows. We are the Wrestling Journal podcast. There is from the Top Row podcast and Project underscore Kfabe. Social media is at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, at from the Top Row podcast, at from at Project underscore Kfabe. Leave us five-star rating or review on Apple, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We really appreciate it. And in the words of Joseph Crush, everyone, take care. Stay safe. Watch Pro Wrestling.